Welcome to the Chef of X podcast. So we're in the van. <laughs> Boom. First yeah. time, um, first time podcast in the van, huh? Yeah, and it's my first time doing this where. Um, yeah, something's something's off there. I'm producing it with both cameras. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe would it's you, bad luck. Would you do a Would you do a podcast in the van is moving? Yeah, That'd but be really but better. audio. I don't know yeah, if I would. Yeah. Do, I don't know if I try to do <laughs> unless video you had it like mounted on the, you know. Yeah, dude. So it's crazy to be back on this podcast, man. I I mm-hmm. love I love these things. Remember when yeah. we first did it? Yeah, in the, yeah. In the year. No. Well, I've I've defined two ga- two categories of guests, um, <laughs> at least in part because of you. So one <laughs> one category is the first timer, and for the first timer, and I I may have told you this before. But the first timer, I put them through a very specific experience if they want it, which is a, like a philosophical three questions, warm up, philosophical three questions, most important question in the universe. But then there's the return guess. The right? return guess. And the return guess is very like Joe Rogan-esque, <laughs> where if you're coming back, that means that you want to kind of spitball, you want to kind of just yeah, go yeah, back and yeah, forth. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's far it's, more it's organic. Fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, you're not scared of being, you know, heard or having something to say. All of this is like, you want it. Yeah. Then it's cool. It's and I kinda, enjoy it. It must be kind of hard. Uh, from what the podcast I've, I've heard from your from your audience uh-uh. your, it really depends on which one you listen to yeah but i feel like it's always a bunch of shy girls or something like that <laughs> you know what I well mean? you know <laughs> <laughs> it well and not just the women though there's like people have asked me pretty directly how do people respond to this like is it intimidating and i'm like dude i, I don't want to talk about it but the truth is um a lot of people become shy girls when it comes to recording themselves. So, mm. um, yeah, it's a type. Obviously, the real shy girl is a type, but everyone is a little bit shy because people don't, there's a lot of uncertainty. I mean, I've had a, I've had people on that, like, I've enjoyed having on. They've come on, you know, maybe more than once that I thought it was an amazing conversation. And then afterwards, can you take it down? So See, it's like, what the so point? So I'm like, I'm like, man, it really is... Uh, something about certain people's DNA where they just don't mind. Whereas I think for most people, it's a really big deal to them. Yeah, no, it's, it's just a shame too, right? Because it's like you put in like you, there's, there's like this gift you get from doing this podcast, you know, like you get a gift and I get a gift and like, and then, and then like to not share that gift, I feel like it, I mean, I don't know. For those people, it's like a personal thing to them. They don't want it. Like I, I like, I like to be known. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's why I live in a van. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think another thing too is uh, I like to have an environment where I can try things, and I and and it's it's like a first draft or it's like a rough draft environment. I feel like the way things are going with a lot of uh, censorship and people being hypersensitive. Um, everyone is expected to have a final draft as their first draft. Like you yeah. can't make any mistakes. And I think that that's something that I value period. And it's even more fun if I get to, uh, review it afterwards, you know? Um, yeah. Cause something that a lot of people think of, or they don't think of is like, just review this like 10 years from now, just treat it like a photograph. You know what I mean? Totally. People are, are, yeah. are, people are aware of like, Hey, somebody else might view it. 
But they're not thinking of like, well, what value is this to me to express myself in front of somebody else, to have feedback in front of somebody else, to practice active listening. All these things are intrinsically valuable to me. Right. So that's what I think of first. And then second is like, oh, somebody might hate on it. But what if it's my real opinion and somebody hates on it? Then fuck them. This this is like the, like, yeah, you could like save your Facebook photos and shit like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, five years ago, this is what I was doing. But this is the closest you're going to get to like really understanding how you used to think and what right. your thought process were right. five to ten years ago. And I, I, Photos don't capture thought. Yeah, and even exactly. writing, even writing, if you're a great writer, then you can capture your thoughts. Right. But this most of the time so it's like it's 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 so edited that you're not getting the actual yeah. sequence of events. Exactly. Whereas Live. when you're just talking, you're yeah. kinda like, that's what I yeah. <laughs> and I, I was uh, I I didn't listen to what we spoke about last year, but I do remember what we were talking about, and it was always like, oh, like, are you gonna be able to trust everyone coming in? Does everyone have the best intentions coming to the I dome? Know, yeah. So I was like, lots of dome stuff. Yeah, obviously. a lot of dome stuff. But now none of that. It, it's uh now it's about van stuff, and it's about Burning Man, <laughs> Burning Man, Burning Van, Burning Man. So you you recently went to Burning Man. How long does this last? So Burning Man. Okay, so. A lot. Like, there's two parts to it. So it's like the one part is like, okay, we got to get like like this. We have to like make out this grid. You know, there's people out there who's like they're literally like, you know, surveying the land, and they have to build these like make deep, makeshift roads. Huh. And so there's that part. So there's a preparation part to it. And is it a different place every year? No, it's the same, same place, place. Black okay. Rock City, Nevada. Um, and in the desert and then so but the actual event itself lasts seven days one week okay but i but i went there earlier and i stayed nine days because i had a i was part of a work camp where we had like we guarded uh our, we were the temple guardians what and is that what is a temple guardian so okay so every year <laughs> every year there's this temple mm. and beautiful temple like you you'll be You'll be speechless when you see, when you when you see like a picture of this or something. But and it's a different version every year, but it means the same thing. And it's basically Temple Guardian. We provide space for people to feel what they need to feel and go what they need to go through in order to grieve their lost loved ones. And people go there and they'll put they'll write paragraphs. They'll and they'll put pictures and make beautiful memorials, like amazing. And they'll climb up the, la- the 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 temple, and they'll and we'll say, "Hey, you can't climb, you know, through your safety." So like we, you know, like you know, just making sure no one does climbing, and making sure like we don't like, uh, you know, if someone really needs help or something like that. Sometimes people will come to us, you know. Um, so so you guys are like spirit guides for mourning. Yeah, so like. I guess you could say that. I mean, we yeah. don't like to, like, we're not supposed to lay down a, a interpretation or a projection of what people are going through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's not, that's not our job. We, like, we just need to be there in order to guard the temple. Mm. That's really it. And, um, and it's a very humbling and honoring experience, too, to t- play, take that role. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the reason why I did it was, you know, my pa- my father passed away, you know, a year ago. Right. He actually passed away during burning uh, or uh, his sorry, his birthday was during Burning Man. Um, so 
you know, to me, being a temple guardian felt very nobling. And um, you, you do have to have like a very neutral type of charisma to you where, you, you know, you can't like break down in tears or like, you know, like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is how you can't go. So it it took I had to have a lot of strength in order to keep myself cool hmm. uh, to hold that position. Uh, but yeah, that's what that's what the temple is. Yeah. You okay. Know? And you were there two days early. Why for the temple? Because I uh, imagine these people who are mourning wouldn't be there. Two no, days no. Early. So it's it's getting that getting that temple built up. So like, oh, guarding, you had to build the temple. Well, I didn't build it, but like I had to guard the perimeter around it so people wouldn't enter because there were still builders. Hmm. So like, there's certain things like getting everything prepped up. You know. Um, you know, helping out with whatever, being a participant. So we yeah. had the uh, early arrival pass and, you know, it, it was cool. But I think spending nine days, I, it was too much. I think I, I would much rather. There, what happened that was too much? It's just the conditions, man. It's the, uh, being out in the desert, it's just, it's brutal. Like, it's tough. They're mm. making, think about this. It's like Burning Man. You'll see the most amazing things. You'll meet you'll meet so many different types of people. You'll have all these experiences. So such a beautiful thing. Yeah. But in such in like the fucking worst place in the world, like, <laughs> like well, that's a part of what's supposed to make it beautiful, that, right? It. But people, <laughs> it's like, no matter what, they're willing to go through those conditions in order yeah. to be there. Yeah. And they almost embrace it. So, I think that's like a really powerful thing. Yeah. You know, that's the potential power of Burning Man. It could make people do, it will make people live in the desert for nine days, mm -hmm. once a year, or seven days, once a year, you know, every single year, repeat, and they'll do it again. Yeah. And it's amazing. Leave no trace. It's like, it's like it never happened. Mm. You know? Well, the beauty isn't in the material. It seems to be in the relationships that are formed and the different roles you're allowed to play that maybe there isn't space for in normal society. Yeah. It's like, it's the, it's the, it's the expression that you get from the art itself, from everything around. Everything you like, you see, is art. There, yeah. The interactions you meet, that's art. The, like the ply itself, that's art. Like, your tent is art. It's like anything yeah. is art there. Well, it's you, definitely you, a matter of expression. For sure, it's definitely know, expression. And it's, it's expression, and it's very meaningful expression in a way that resonates with people's, you know hearts maybe more than their minds or maybe equally both but yeah i think if it's expression and it resonates with people and it moves them then that's art yeah and it's really hard to like describe like when someone asks me like oh how's burning man like it's a very how's hard burning man yeah <laughs> hey man it's, how's burning it's man? so it's so difficult <laughs> there's a there's a funny youtube parody video like there it's like type in type in a how was Burning Man parody? Yeah, and it's basically this like this dude who comes back home to his wife and he's like decked out in this like playa outfit, and then he's like, she asks him like, oh, "How was Burning?" She's like, "What? How was Burning Man?" <laughs> and then and then he just goes off this like rant. Yeah, and and he's just like, "You can't even understand the trans transcendence that it's lifted upon your soul and." you're like you know morphed into this quasi portal and, and you know it's like <laughs> you know sh trippy shit like that yeah. and it's just funny so it's like it, 
there is kind of like a like oh it's like like uh this dilemma between like people who haven't gone and people who have gone and it's yeah. like they can almost never understand yeah like so like i think it's i think it's kind of like when i'm trying to explain to burning man i don't want to sound like like some fucking like you know lunatic and get all like you know but you have to but you have to though right you have to do it i mean at a certain point all you have is um metaphor because i i know this is a big problem in uh science communication where people say you know well what's the what's the point in learning about a fucking quark or something and people and and like there's a huge problem where people scientists don't know how to talk about it so then they might not get funding or they just might not excite the next generation and the successful people generally agree that metaphor is the way to go that you have to just relate it to something that people do understand just to get at the essence of it and then that's it and you don't hope for anything more than that so burning man is like Metaphor, good metaphor for Burning Man would be like it's a mix of like Mad Max and Tron. Oh, why Tron? Because at night you have all these fucking like light up glow sh- light up shit, shit. Yeah, because you know? of the lights. You look out on the horizon, <laughs> and it's it's almost like like an ocean. Like yeah. you just see like lights, and it's just blackness behind it. Like yeah. well, almost like space. Oh wow! Yeah. It's really trippy. Have you been in a, a plane flying over a city at night? I have. Yeah. yeah. Something like that, maybe? It, on a there actually is scale? A, there is a plane. Uh, you could go on an airplane ride above Burning Man. Oh, wow. Every day at 6 a.m. There's only, like, you have to get there really early. <laughs> How many seats do they have? I, I don't is know. It like I a two-seater, three-seater? Probably, like, something like that. The, but there's, it's cool. There's everything for everyone. Uh Basically, but my overall thinking of Burning Man, it's basically a large co-op, mm-hmm. like the whole. Town, now, in your in co-op. your view, you know, as someone who's been thrown out of a fucking co-op, what is your definition of a co-op? Because, dude, yeah, so like it's funny. Like when I was there, I was like, oh, this is major co-op vibes right here, mm-hmm. and it's I've only kind of known that because I lived in a co-op. But my definition of a co-op is basically people living together sharing a common space don't have to be sharing a common room but sharing a common space and everyone cooperates in order to live together and there is some sort of end goal there or at least some sort of long-term goal you know there's short-term goals but then there's something that the co-op is working towards for you know whether that's like better land you know more fun activities you know like trips and you know just fun times together like you know maybe you just i think i think if society like if the default was to be in co-ops like we all like just instead of like living in single family homes and we just all lived in co-ops i think we would have much more of a loving gifting economy and much more of like that human connectivity right um so like Co-ops naturally breed human connectivity. Right. That's know? that's where I would go with my definition. Is I would say that, um, we like, at at the at the center of it, I would say um, it's about um, distributing resources, which is very you know a, a very kind of capitalist way of thinking of the world. But I I would argue that the center of a co-op is about distributing resources through sharing as much as possible right? instead of through paying. And then, but the side effect 
and this is where I think it could be a debate. Um, the side effect is that there's this human connection part that's way different than what would have ever developed mm -hmm. if the sharing. Did. So it's like the way that basically, in summary, there. Anytime you take a medicine. There's the real effect and then there's the side effect. But the truth of the matter is both of them are happening at the same time and we assign one of them as the real effect and the other one as mm, the side effect. Yeah. Well, I would say this: the human connections that develop when you share, uh, those come in a, in, a, in, a, in a bunch. They come connected to each other. So you could say we, we, we're trying to be connected to each other so we share. And you can also say we share, therefore we end up connected to each other. Yeah. But in my perspective, I would say the sharing is first and the connections are second because in my experience, the connections are generated by the sharing. But the sharing isn't generated by the connections nearly as, as direct in my view. Yeah, I agree. But with I don't know. I, I don't have that, that much co-op experience. Like, for instance, I would say if you have cook nights, you will develop a type of connection that is kind of special. Right. But if you have a good connection, it won't necessarily turn into a cook night. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree that the sharing initiates the connection. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's crazy. Yeah. But it's real. And, and, and Burning Man is like, you know, a bunch of people are thrown in to this, to this type of way of this way of living. And it, it's like you just get like a, you get like a co-op crash course in a week almost. Yeah. And, and it's really cool. And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't, I knew Burning Man was like, yeah, you live in Kansas, but I didn't expect to be so, like, having these, like, co-op vibes coming up and, like, having these, you know, I was a chef. I was, and that was my playing name. you should be. Yeah, I was a camp <laughs> chef. So I did develop certain connections with people because of that. Yeah. That almost like, I like to feed people. So mm -hmm. people would come up to me and, you know, it's like, Vez, we're hungry, you know, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yes, yeah. let me do that for you. That's yeah, my yeah. gift. Right. That's my gift to the city is food and lotion and massages and, and things like that. There you I, go. I would, I would go out. There is a, uh, we had to guard the perimeter of the temple as it burned. Yeah. Uh, so we were there for like four hours before it burned so people wouldn't come in. And I would just go around with my hand lotion and just give all the temple guardians hand lotion and just that itself like you're in the de you're in the desert it's dry your hands are dry a little bit of hand lotion goes a long way yeah and 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 people you could see how happy people got right or like all these i got this so from someone because i was guarding the temple a broken piece of glass no no it's a <laughs> <laughs> it's a burning man symbol this guy made it in Me mexico oh wow. uh, i made this one there was a workshop wow you know um they're like here come and make free like necklaces and and you know bracelets someone gave me gifted me this so it's so the norm is to go out and like give gifts to people yeah you know out here in the default world like if someone gives you a gift you got to be suspicious of them. you yeah you probably would be a little bit sus of them you you and then you'd be like why and you just you left feeling very puzzled and and you know maybe strangely awkward and also strangely in intrigued too but that's the norm there so like i wish like you know or i guess like i'm trying to bring back that into my own life here yeah and and i and i am naturally like that but i think because of what happened in my life last year yeah 
that it made me less like that, less trusting of people, less, yeah. you know, and it, it yeah. almost like standoffish. Like, I don't want to be around people. I don't want to like give food to people. And Burning Man really reminded me of who I was. And well, I really appreciated that a lot. Because I feel like it was like a reset. Yeah. And you need a reset. I mean, I was talking to, uh, you know, or the mathematician Domi the other day and, um, she pointed something out that said, you know, some of the best people that go into certain environments come out the most battered and bruised. And uh, I was thinking mm. there's a cost that comes with vulnerability and openness. And the more open that you are, sometimes the more vulnerable you are to malicious attacks. And it's unfortunate, but I think that is one of the things that I've watched you go through, where on one hand, you were very very much trying to initiate things, start things, and um, get bring people together. But because of that, you also were more vulnerable to some kind of an attack. And that is the, that's kind of the struggle of being an open, honest person, is that you have to understand that it does come at a cost, because if you're around the wrong, the wrong crowd then they will try to take advantage yeah, of that. Yeah, of course, and that's what happened. And the good news to me is that you've rebooted on some exactly, level. Exactly. That I it's totally not over, rebooted. because what a lot of people do is they go through something like that and they say, that's it, fuck everything, I'm closed off to everything. And you don't want to lose that spirit. Yeah, that's, yeah. That actually was correct, but it was just that it was the wrong environment, it was the wrong time, the wrong people got involved, and then one thing led to another. Dude, I'll tell you, like now I'm just like talking about it more and thinking about it more, Burning Man really... like changed my life it rechanged my life you know and i'm looking forward to like going back and you know and that's the those types of environment is where i'm the best you know yeah. uh getting people together mm -hmm. you know and and just having that connection so it the you know they say the burning burning man doesn't actually start until after you get back into the, into the default world that's when the change really happens in people's lives and and then you know and and i've talked about this too with people back there they're like yeah it's gonna you're not gonna notice the changes until you get back and they're right i'm noticing it right now yeah you know? hopefully they don't fade away in the next month <laughs> <laughs> yeah and also another cool thing uh i went to burning man i ended up a, um, i'm able to get a letter of recommendation from an md when i applied to pt school because there was an md in my camp Wow, and he's he's like he's worked really in you know high up in like health industry and you know not just being a doctor but other stuff related to like healthcare and insurance and he he uh, he's managed like you know a lot of stuff. He was on the board of some directors and and I was like, whoa, like who would have thought like going to Burning Man, get a letter of rec for your education? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like this crazy opportunity, yeah. and and it was just like. I didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't, and I also didn't think that I was going to spiritually connect with my dad at the temple and meditate for four hours there while on mushrooms. Well, you should have thought that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what. Okay, there's a, there's a. People have a lot of preconceptions about Burning Man. Pussy, drugs. Yes, sex, party, drugs. <laughs> That is a given, right? <laughs> but that's what people think. Yeah. When you go ask anyone, hey, you, you, what do you think about Burning Man? They're like, oh, isn't it just a big party where you do drugs? Yeah. And, and that's true. There's that. 
But there's this whole other polar opposite side of spirituality and human connectivity that people don't understand that goes on. So, like, when I came in, I thought this is going to be, you know, we're going to party. Like, I bought, a, I brought a lot of drugs there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't really use that many drugs there, honestly. But uh, uh, rule number one in your life, never do coke in the desert. <laughs> Bad idea. Why? Uh, you'll end up doing a line of dust instead of a line of coke. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. You know, yeah, yeah you know, but uh, is, so is it dusty all the time? Like oh, the, dude, the, it's the so dust dusty. Bowl? Like, <laughs> I remember yeah. reading a book in like you, the fourth grade you, about that. You, wa- you wash a dish, <laughs> like you know, you you'll you'll wash this. You know, I'll show it for the camera. You'll wash this, and you just place it right on the counter within seconds, minutes. It's dusty again. It's dust. It's dust everywhere you breathe. So my nose was just killing me. <laughs> it, it, it was. I ended up just like, yeah. But and you you embrace you embrace the uh, the dustiness. Um, like, there's a picture of me on my Instagram. Uh, Bez underscore tab. Follow me. So uh, there's a picture of me and like it looks like I'm old. Oh. Because oh yeah, I saw that yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah. I thought but that was all, one of those like uh, filters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those the old <laughs> just old people photo things that it changed. It was just dust. Oh man, uh, my feet were covered in dust. I, I would just I would not care anymore. I would just walk barefoot into the desert because I was just like I don't. Even, You're gonna get dust in yeah. your shoes no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so I, I ended up sleeping in a hammock half of the week and I just. We, I mean, we had a shower too, but it's like, then you got to evaporate because you, you can't let that gray water touch the playa. So mm. like we had to put towels in the kiddie pool and then like hang up the towels and like let them ev- evaporate over this mat. Why can't you let the water touch? So you can let fresh water touch, but you cannot let gray water touch. Mm. It's because that is, so like there's a whole like environmental It'll disturb conservation. The ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because right. the water comes in. There's shrimp underneath the ground mm. that they're burying themselves. And when water comes in in the winter, those shrimp come back up. So mm. this is like a you know, uh, you know, like it's uh the Bureau of Land Management, BLM, they 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 are the uh corporation, the system that gets paid by the government to take care of that land. Huh. Yeah. So, you know, the there's a certain comfort level you have to just get over because you're so you're, you're fucking trapped in your default world comfy yeah. little bed oh i want to take a shower whenever i can yeah. and that whole mindset you have to let go of that and and once you let go of that you, then you'll be free and burning man you won't care but trying to hold on to that comfort it, it will make your your Burning Man trip miserable. Unless you got an RV. If you got a fucking RV and you, you got a shower in there, you're good. You're good. You're fucking good. <laughs> but a lot of people will hate on that, too. So, like, there's like a... That's get, funny that that's the thing they hate on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's like, oh, you got an RV. It's like, you're not doing it the the real way. But there's, Shut up. We're in the same desert. The, the, so, that's a, <laughs> you think everyone's all lovey-dovey. Actually, no, dude. You, you'll be surprised. There's a lot of fucking... Haters. Dark, fucking evil people, haters are in, in there, in those camps, man. I met a, I met a girl. I, I went solo through the camps one day, through the cities, and, the, and I was just... I found a slack line. I found some people, and then I met this girl. We ended up hanging out for a little bit. Um, I buffed her out. I gave her a massage. Buffed her out. So, <laughs> a buff, you know those like car buffer things? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of those just like around camps and stuff. 
Huh. So like it's a it's a nice massage. Turn it on. Aaliyah has one too. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, I buffed her out, gave her a massage. We talked, and then I was like, "Hey, you want to do like ecstasy later, like tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> or at least there was some kind of closing. There. Yeah, but and we were going to, but she was going through some shit. Like she was from Toronto. Mm. Um, shout out to Aaron if she ever listens to this. But she's go- and I'm sorry Who I don't knows? have your consent for sharing your story. But you know, hey, we're on podcast here. <laughs> but uh, she, this is the type of dark shit though that this could happen. You think like you're gonna go to a camp and you're gonna meet lovely people. This is this is the opposite. Of what I'm gonna tell you. So this girl, okay, she's from Toronto. What does she do? I don't know what she does. I just know she's from Toronto. But her intentions were going to this camp, and most of the camps are like partying. You know, like they have bars and shit where people will just come in. Uh, but this this camp was like a behind the scenes orgy camp. Okay. Like they didn't advertise themselves as like an orgy camp. They have those. This was like a lo- within like the local camp community, and yeah. she didn't know this. So she went, and they were all like tripping on ecstasy, giving each other massages and stuff. And then like one of them, like they're like, oh, like touching them more, her more, you know. And she started feeling comfortable, and she's like, hey, like I don't want to do this. And then it turned it out. It turns out that they they that's what they do. And yeah. um, they started fucking with her shit in her tent and like stealing stuff and like she was worried about her passport and like it was just like really bad for her and oh shit yeah so she was just laying this all on me I just met her so I can was she like, leave that camp? Not really. I mean, kind of, she could do whatever you want, but like, where else are you gonna go? Kind of. Well, any of the other ones, hopefully. <laughs> go hang out with you. Hang out with the chef. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. I mean, you know. It's there's a so there's this thing of self reliancy. You have to be self reliant in Burning Man. That's one of the pr- principles. So it's like no one you shouldn't expect anyone to kind of like take care of you. I and mean, people are nice to so offer to help, but like you know you can't bringing into having someone to come into your camp in the middle of the Burning Man. It's there's so much like logistical stuff that you know. Wow. That well, that's, that is that is what's dark about that to me is that it, it sounds like it's this rich community, but then if somebody's in a creepy sex camp, they can't leave. I mean, there's, so she went, <laughs> you know, she up. went to like, you know, emergency services, yeah. you know, there's like law enforcement, there's people to talk to, you know, and what do you do in that situation? And yeah. When someone steals your passport for not fucking, what do you do? She, I don't know if she ended up getting your passport stolen. I, I, I never followed up with her i mean because there's no cell, cell phone service so you have to it's like <laughs> of course you have to it's like it's like back in the 90s people oh here let me let me write down my address on this piece of paper meet me oh. here it's like that so it's like you may connect with someone really great but eventually they got to go back to the camp yeah. whatever and if they and don't you, and you better hope that you know hey like, by nightfall if you don't have if you didn't make a new friend that day yeah it's, that's yeah. how it is so you constantly meeting new people but then you know, they just go, you know, mm. so it's kind of like that. It's a lot of one night stares. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, that's, that is pretty dark. <laughs> but so that was just one experience, right? Um, yeah. So like, did she come with them, with that group of people? She came from Toronto. So she, she, uh, there's a, you get a, if you're like coming from like, like really far away, you could buy a ticket. And then there's just like the burner express bus that picks you up from, uh, Reno and takes you to Burning Man with all your stuff. But I remember she was telling me she's just ready to drop everything and just keep her passport. And just you could find places to sleep anywhere in Burning Man. 
like you could just like find a hammock, sleep there. Like yeah, maybe that's know. what she yeah ended up doing. Yeah. So, and and food is free around there too. So like camps have like, um, actually I have the book. Can I show you the book? So there's this actually not now. Oh okay. After okay. There's this little book. <laughs> there's this little book that um, uh, it tells you all the lists of activities that you could do in that day mm-hmm. from those camps. And it's like, you know, um, like fucking tri-tip and then you'll go wait in a line for like 20 minutes and you get like yeah. one little fucking piece of tri-tip, yeah. <laughs> you know? And there's like TED Talks, you know, there's like, oh, like uh, interested in learning more about like BDSM, like, of you course. know, you know, stuff like that. Or like, oh, here, like go get a hand massage. Like I went to a... a a massage place this lady she's just like waving her hand come in and i go in and i'm greeted by this five-year-old boy and he's like come follow me i'm gonna put cucumbers on your eye and then he's like please stay tuned and then and it's just like goes away and then like some other lady comes so it's just like random yeah awkward shit like you know what i mean did that kid consent to, to that job he did he did he Hopefully, totally did yeah. i mean That's a, there's a lot yeah. of families there too but um yeah it it's cool you know it, it was a good experience I, at first like i'll tell you though when i was there it's really weird when i was there like towards like the end of the week thursday friday i was starting to hate it i was like this no is surprise too much. to me <laughs> you know it's <laughs> like course, i, I yeah. want to fucking go home i'm tired my nose hurts there's dust in all the food you're cooking. There's yeah, dust in all the pussy you're tearing up. <laughs> you literally do have to knock the dust out. <laughs> I mean, the, the dust alone to me is like a big factor that I think would play a role in my enjoyment of it. Like, dude, if it's too dusty, I mean, <laughs> there's not much I can do. Well, that's just, why you just have drinking to... water might be a pain. Dude, I yeah, your water's like constantly warm. <laughs> <laughs> But there is like unless I was having sex all the time and doing drugs all the time, then I think I'd be able to manage. See, you say that, you say that, <laughs> but you're gonna be so surprised that what's gonna stimulate your brain is the is something completely different, and you're not even. Gonna no, I don't about doubt it. that. I don't doubt yeah. that. As as a as someone walking around in the normative world, whatever the term is for, the number one thing that I pursue, and this isn't just because of where we are now, but it's talking to people. Yeah. It's it's way more interesting. It's way because I feel like the downsides are so small, and the benefits are so huge for me, and for the way my mind is set up that there's almost nothing better than it. But <laughs> it'd be nice, yeah. You know, I, it, it, there are some things that I would. Uh, there are a couple of experiments I'd be willing to run for in sure a, in you an isolated totally environment. Fuck. The whole thing is a sociological experiment, man. It, yeah, uh, I saw. So you have the camps, and then you go out. You have the pl- the playa, and the playas where all the art shit and all the crazy stuff happens. I saw two people having sex in the middle of the playa. Well, mm-hmm. everyone's riding their bikes past them. There's like parties, and, yeah. and they're just standing up, fucking each other. I'm like, there you go. There That's you Burning go. Man. You never dusty, see that anywhere else. You know, you'll never see a dick that just dusty. Grab a, grab a fucking uh, <laughs> disinfectant wipe, stroke that shit. You get to go. <laughs> Yeah, until a few seconds later, just like the fork, <laughs> yeah. it'll be completely covered in dust. And if, oh man, plus the wetness mixed in, the dust will probably stop. Yeah, yeah. See, it's kind of hard. It's yeah. Hard. 
Yeah, but it is possible. It is possible for sure. Um, I think it was cool for me going in with my brother and his girlfriend and, and you know, her friend. But uh, I felt like it, it and, you know, I, I met all the people there. I feel like it would be really cool, though, if I went with, like, my own close friends. I think that would be a yeah. different experience, you know. Because where's, uh, where's uh, what's her name? The Russian, by the way. She the said the Russian. She said uh, she was gonna come through to Davis or something after. Oh Burnham. yeah, my brother's I just, girlfriend. Yeah, Russia. I just yeah. thought about it. Um, Next time, yeah, she'll remind her when you go back on Monday. Do it. Yeah, if you're ever in San Francisco and you got your gear, hit her up. I'll, if I'm, I could actually hit her up this week, because I, if I'm, if I do end up going to Santa Cruz, do I it. have to go. I Get have to her go Burning Man. Exp- She's been twice, and you know what's crazy about her is that when she went. Last year, my brother, they met each other there, and now they're super in love and they live together. A lot of people find love in Burning Man. That's, and yeah, a lot, that and makes a lot sense. of people break love, too. What do you mean, break love? So, like, there's, like, a lot of people will go to Burning Man as a couple, and, like, some shit will happen, and they'll break up. Yeah. Like, I know people, couples I met uh, at Burning Man, I met one partner, they'll say, oh, my, my other partner goes next year, and we flip. We yeah. never go to Burning Man at the same time. So, I like, what they're doing there? <laughs> <laughs> no, they. I mean, they if tr- it's enough to, you know, go make you go through a breakup, damn. It's just there's that whole thing of self reliancy and like when you go there with with your partner, it's like you almost you don't you shouldn't feel the need. You have to take care of someone there. You have to be willing to, to take care of your own shit. But when you're in a relationship. It's you yeah, know, yeah. There's a conflict. There's a conflict. So my brother, I don't think you know. I think he could have had a better time if you know he didn't have to go <laughs> with his. Uh, oh, how sad is that? Girlfriend. <laughs> Shit, she's probably listen to this and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. I wanted to ask you. It was a dust-related question. The food. Is there dust in the food? There must be. It's like ten percent. So as one. the chef. How do you, is this just an extra seasoning that you're adding in? <laughs> so I'll, So what we did is the, the way we wash dishes there is we yeah. use spray bottles and then we have a bucket and then we dispose of that bucket into the, uh, into the evaporation um, place. So what I would do before I use the dish, I would just spray it with water. Mm. And, and then... Um, you, but I, I'm saying there's dust settling on the dish that you can get oh, rid of. But what I mean, about the dust that goes into the food oh, while I you're mean, cooking? I, That's, I guess like is it noticeable? Crunchy? No, it's not noticeable. No, you won't. You won't. You won't like. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> everything seems like, like fried food. Like, <laughs> it's like, what, it, is like it? No. what is this crusty layer? No, it's over not. Everything. You wouldn't notice it. You wouldn't notice it. I mean, the dish would have to be sitting there for like you know, I, I exaggerated. Not a couple minutes or seconds, but probably like. You know, a day or so before it got noticeable. Oh my God. But uh, like, it's funny. Like, food drops on the ground. People eat it. Yeah. It's it's like it's really funny. I mean, you know, uh, you, no what other options anymore. do you really have? No, but you leave there. no trace. Yeah. What are you gonna throw it in the trash? Yeah. Do you, you guys have, have rats and shit out there? Fuck no, no. Uh. There's no. There's no. Um, Maybe you know, those like natural insects around there, but <laughs> you're not allowed to bring in any pets or anything. Mm. So, and oh uh, yeah, we you know we use porta potties too, and you know 
that's all right, I guess. It's kind of <laughs> annoying to use, but another benefit of the RV. Right. There you go. See that um, everyone hates on, but it's probably the better. A solution. lot of people use RV. It, you know, <laughs> I would take an RV for sure. Yeah. Um, I did not want to take this van because this van would have got destroyed there. Everything that I would the have people worked. would have destroyed it. No, the playa, the dust, the dust alone, the dust alone would have fucked up the engine. Would have <laughs> fucked up my cabinets. Everything would have just been dusty. Yeah. So. It's fine, but I I would I would want to rent an RV and take it there. Mm. I think that'd be cool. You know, there's also a there's an fucking ultra marathon there. Mm. A thirty two fucking mile race. Wow. In the fucking desert, I almost did it. I was so wow. intrigued by this. How, a lot of people did. A lot of people do it. Fuck no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. It's like probably like twenty people. Yeah. But uh, you run. You start at 5 a.m. and I was like, "Well, in circles, pretty much, yeah." Because yeah. it's uh, not 32. It's miles. an eight-mile loop, and yeah. then um, it's like I was so fascinated by this. Like, I've never done a marathon, so to do an ultra marathon would be crazy. And then to have that ultra marathon be at Burning Man would be insane. Would be insane. But here's the thing: in ultra marathon, the, the registration and shit that costs a lot. Mm. You know, getting and you know, planning, and this was free, mm. so it's actually really good value. But then know? again, I mean, marathons. I feel like they are pretty free. Like you, to actually compete isn't free. But, oh yeah, but to just run for no, a certain yeah. amount of no, yeah, but yeah. to you know, you can use an app to figure out the distance. And then yeah, just run, I mean, yeah. but in terms of like uh, you know registration fees and stuff, yeah, it. It, it, like your Burning Man ticket would be like the same thing as like probably a registration fee for like an ultra marathon. How much are these tickets? Uh, it varies. So like I, you for, know, for Burning Man, not for the ultra marathon. No, no, yeah. Uh, it it varies. So like, uh, you get a low income ticket for two hundred bucks. Mm. Um, regular tickets cost around four fifty to five hundred. Wow. And you you got to be careful because there's a lot of uh, sorry, excuse me some beer um there's a lot of scammers so like i my friend who came with us this year she um she bought her friends found tickets on craigslist and they all packed up the fucking car they yeah. went to the gate they drove 12 hours find out all the tickets are fake he's a fake get the fuck out dude <gasps> oh shit <laughs> You know, they, so what's the reliable source to get them from? How do you get the good ones? From Burning Man themselves, uh, you know, the, the Burning Man org themselves. Mm. Um, Burningman.com or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, Google you it. know, just, just not a, Craigslist. A legit ticket. And, <laughs> you know, and, but the thing, her, her ticket was real, but they, they electronically transferred it though. They like did something where, um, the tickets became void. They <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they that's even worse. Yeah. So you can't even trust a regular ticket. You know, it's, it's very hard. Very hard. It became void. What do you mean? It's the real thing. And you paid for it. It's yeah. crazy. So, you know, well, it's that's a good experience. That's one part of it that's not so, you know, co op is you do have to pay a premium to get in. <laughs> that's kind of fraternity stuff at that point 
Yeah, I mean, it's you're paying to be a part of this experiment. You yeah. know what I mean? I think, you know, can society run like this in the real world? Possibly. But in order to, like, actually have it done, it's like you need to have, like, these, like, trial things, like, these test things. Like, Burning Man is, like, a test. But, like, because think about it. Like, like who who who's going in and putting those making those grids making those streets like who like yeah. who, who's paying the rain or who's paying like the law enforcement like all mm-hmm. these like free there's all these free volunteering stuff like someone's the infrastructure got, is not free and voluntary <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean the camps bring in their own stuff but like you know there's there's you know think about the permits yeah, the, yeah. you know that you have to go through to get do something like this you know yeah. so like you know we put our money goes to the use, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like some rich ass heads is, you know, collecting some money. And, you know, probably, you know, people some are people getting paid, but like you need lawyers, you need architects, you know, these people yeah. need to be paid, right? So that's probably where the money goes and you know. Uh, I mean, you... I might take it was free, so I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> It you would know. be funny if it only costs like twenty dollars to get the permits, and you know, <laughs> you know less than three hundred to pay off all the security, <laughs> and everything else was just pure profit. Oh, jeez, <laughs> yeah, These yeah. People are paying me for dust. So, do you think you'll go? If I get a free ticket, for sure. Would you go with <laughs> fa- like if you were pay fa- five hundred bucks? And no, not no. anytime soon. Not anytime. At soon. least, in, but I, I would do it if I was stable already in my life. You know. If I had moved on with my career, you know, I already bought the domes, you know, I already have some <laughs> things in, in place, but I don't think I would do it in college. I feel like I would just do a mini Burning Man, just have a couple of have crazy little, chicks on shrooms in my house. Make a little cook sick, them some shit. wooden sick figure and <laughs> Buff them out. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, well, that's another thing. What is this Burning Man? I'm, there's like a burning stuff. Oh, yeah, here. right. What so is that whole, all about? So there's this man, right, and they burn it. Um, not a real man no although uh last 2017 Uh-oh. someone ran into the fire the the theme was radical ritual yeah and someone just ran right in did anybody like you know fire extinguisher them take it out or did they just they recovered it? his body but he he was uh he was dead he died yeah oh wow yeah so that was he's a real burning man that was really um controversial because in one way it's like you could think like oh this guy was just like so stupid like like why would he do that right but another way it's like people were thinking wow what a beautiful way to go like he he because that when you when that man burns it's it's a very like like there's there's a certain energy within people you know what i mean and kind of like him making that choice to end his life in that way because he felt you know a certain type of way yeah. like who who are we to tell him like hey you shouldn't be allowed to do that like i'm telling you what to do that's not what burning man is about right it's about self radical self-expression so you know i i don't know what if he was on drugs or if he you know maybe he was 
you know, lost someone and he, you know, like was feeling extremely depressed and he just felt like, I mean, I think that that was a very, if you're going to commit suicide, that would have, that, that way of committing suicide is a very impactful way of doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think it, I think it says a lot more to that person than just like if he hung himself or like shot himself in the face. And like, I think there's a little bit, slight bit of beauty in what he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there is beauty in it. There's beauty in uh, any act of suicide, but I'm a little dark. <laughs> and, um, but, but I, uh, but it's also another thing is like, well, Maybe he just had too much dust in his fucking breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's not, it's not like, a, mean, maybe it's not like a conscious decision on his part. Maybe it's just the forces at play. He's been in the desert for too long. You know, he hasn't had good <laughs> nutrition. Maybe he's been on some shit the night before. Yeah. He was depressed from the MDMA from two days ago. There's a lot of different things that could lead to someone running into some fire. And it's, it's, once it's done, it's done. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's that Burning Man is dangerous, man. It's like <laughs> I'm telling you, like they have these like they have these like art installations and like it's like people climb over, you know, in on this art and it's like you, there's nothing like protecting you. But or, Burning Man is not dangerous. People are dangerous. People make bad decisions. And we're influenced by so many factors when we're making any one decision. It's not like we're these robots that have control over every aspect, every neuron, and we can direct our energy in one direction or another. We're constantly being influenced by one force and another. And whatever decision we make is the output that comes from who knows how far back. There's things that can happen in utero that will determine what type of personality you have. You know what I mean? So this guy jumping into the fire, it might have very little to do with his conscious mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll never know. You know? We'll never fucking know. All we know is he is a burning man. Yeah, that's and maybe true. That's Literally. all he wanted. Yeah. At that moment when he jumped in. Yeah, and uh, I, <laughs> I wasn't there um, when the man burned this year because I had a temple shift, so I yeah. saw it from a distance. But um, how long does it take to burn the man? Oh, it, it, it was pretty quick. It, it was like ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's made out of all wood. Yeah, so wood just burns up. Yeah. It falls down. Yeah. <laughs> Why and don't they have the burning woman? See, they're not progressive. Enough. So there's actually, you know, social justice people starting to... The burning like, bitch. That's what the they burning need to bitch, have. Yeah. Burning bitch. There's not that much social justice stuff around burning. I, I did see a, a Black Lives Matter uh, poster uh, at a camp yeah. once, but... You should ask them. You know, actually, don't. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, say it, say it, say it. You should ask them what they mean by Black Lives Matter. What do they mean? You know, different people mean different things. Like it seems like um, a big thing that a lot of people mean is uh, anti-policing. That's how they view. They're not actually saying, you know, we think that black people have value. We're saying, yeah, yeah. We're against uh, not all police brutality. Just specifically police brutality of this type, which right. is a very far more specific thing than what the saying is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. It's a really touchy subject because like. That's why I said you shouldn't yeah, ask them. Yeah. What, what I should have said is this is what I would ask them. Right. As right. a black guy. 
You know? Yeah. Who's experienced police brutality, by the way? And I'm not anti police. Right, right, right. So um, I would say, you know, come on. To me, it's another one of those things where it's like, I just want to see it in 10 years so that it could, we could be <laughs> done with it. Yeah, we could yeah. just be done. We could be done with a lot of the silly sides of the shit that comes with the social justice team. There, and we can focus on the serious things. Yeah. I. The there, silly side is talking about things in ways that are confusing. That's silly to me. You know what I mean? If you really want to have a conversation about a very specific type of police brutality, there's a way that you could do that that's very intelligent. But I don't think that's the way of doing it. It's saying that some, you know, we're going to use this way of talking about black people to do this, and then we do that, and then if you do this, then yeah. we get to be angry at you. And keep in mind, I'm somebody who even thinks that being angry about the N-word is excessive in a lot of cases. It, like, people are waiting for something so that they can attack you in a socially <laughs> acceptable way. I right. don't think that's, a, that's cool. But it's different from Black Lives Matter. It's not like a 10-year journey. That's like something that takes a lot longer for everyone to heal from. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's weird, like, trying to have that type of, like, you know, or just any social justice issue, but, like... Yeah. My favorite is privilege, by the way. Yeah. It, you know, there... Because mathematically, it's <laughs> stupid. And here's, what, here's what's stupid, okay? Just so I can finish this point, yeah, since yeah, I've already yeah. made a controversial yeah. statement. What's dumb is to think that you can look at somebody and determine where they stand because there's so many factors that come into play mm -hmm. when you're looking at the way someone actually gets to live their lives that it's ridiculous to think that reducing it down to one or two things like your gender or your race tells you the whole story about someone that's ridiculous I, I know plenty of poor white people who are far less privileged than me my grandmother went to a university you know what I mean so it's like one factor, the idea that one factor or two factors or three factors can give somebody an overall reading of you is ridiculous. Now, what's not ridiculous is the idea that people have different experiences because of these factors. That's 100% true. What I'm saying is you don't know what the whole equation is by looking at two of the factors. Right. You have to look at all of them, and you can't look at all of them by looking at somebody. No. You need Not to look at all. all of them and then make a real coherent statement. There isn't much like, like there, like people, like privilege, in Burning Man. There is really very little like privilege. You know, like oh, you have a RV, you have privilege or something Sorry. like that. <laughs> Sorry, man, we're doing a podcast here. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is a podcast in the van. Just. How yeah. it is. Well, I tried to put this tripod, like, in the parking spot. It is, but I didn't realize that people opening and closing their doors might be an issue. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's still... A, <laughs> this doesn't have to be outside of the van. Like, next time it could just be over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am telling people to come blast this, this podcast. Um... Let's talk about van life a little bit. Van life. Start from the beginning, though. You know, what was the first... When did you first think, I want to live in a van? When I got falsely accused of sexual assault. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Fuck these people. I'm going to start my van life journey. That's when the journey started. Mm. But the reality of actually living in a van 
hasn't even really started yet. What do you mean? School hasn't started. I'm still in San Jose. Yeah. You know, I do sleep in my van every night, but I sleep out of it in my the driveway driveway of my home. Mm. I mean, I am here for a couple of days. You know, this is like a place to crash for me right now. Yeah. You know, my home base is in San Jose. So when school starts, I will be officially like 100% dependent on my van. So that's when I think my van life has started. I'm, right now, I'm kind of getting used to things, you know. Actually, this out. is a fun little tangent, but why don't you just get a girlfriend, get a couple of women, you know, on the team, so to speak, and just live at their house? That would, see, that would actually be really good. That would be really good, like having a, you know, a significant other and and having kind of her as my home base. Yeah. You know, I mean, I and wouldn't. Davis. I wouldn't, but the thing is, I wouldn't be getting a girlfriend for that reason, though. Yeah, that's that's a good. You know, that's idea. very that would be un, that, un, un, that would attractive. That would turn bad pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. she offer like I I would and and I don't want to and that's the thing I don't with my friends too. I don't want to feel like I have to rely on people. I want to be self reliant in this. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want to feel like I have to rely on people. You know, um, but van life is much like Burning Man too. I did mention how van, like I did text you earlier how I said van life and burning and burn burn life they can't coexist because uh well your van is just gonna get all dusty it's gonna get all fucked up so it wouldn't even work <laughs> but what about the rvs don't they get dusty people clean them people get uh you have to pay a bunch of money to clean them and stuff like that huh. but um i think like in how like burning man is like very about like demodification and stuff like that and van life is is, is very trendy i don't think like the the ethos of burning like when you're at burning man no one cares about what van you have no one cares about like what you personally own it's all about human connection but when you're in van life everyone's like oh cool let me come and see oh you got a volkswagen oh you got this you got that mm, like yeah. people are really into that stuff do you like that culture do you like the the van culture people being interested in what you own and things like that? i think it's really cool i like to yeah. invite people in my, in my home and 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 show them just before you were here this family came and walked up to me as I was sitting in here and they're like, Oh, we have one too. We live in Davis. And I talked with them for like 20 minutes. Like, There's your girl. <laughs> there was a family. You and, just live in another van. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it like van life, it allows me to, it, it allows me to be who I want to be. And, and burning man allowed me to be who I want to be too. Like, yeah. you know, I take out the slack line and, and, you know, Moms are starting to come up to me, and you know, kids are going the slack line and milfs, milf, yeah, you know, and um, you know, connecting with people. I'm telling them I live in my van. They're like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Like, wow. And in in a second, I almost felt like I was back in Burning Man, like randomly connecting with people. Yeah, you know, just from what I like, what I'm, what I own, or like what I'm offering to them. Yeah, you know. Um, and it, it it's a cool feeling. So, you know, I I, uh, I I don't know if I'm gonna live in my van for you know the rest of my life. Probably not. My definition of success is not defined by owning a home. I will own a home to raise a family. I will get. I would want to get successful enough in order to raise a family. But 
I don't believe that like you have to have a a home, you know, to be successful. This is is I it true, be... by the way, that your uh, your Persian friends own West Village? <laughs> <laughs> no. Speaking of owning it... homes, I don't. The ones that are coming, yeah. Are... Did they say that? That they have some kind of an ownership of maybe a house or two? I had no idea, man. Persians? Uh, yeah, I think they do, man. I think if you want to get into ownership, you're in the right uh, network. They do do real estate <laughs> around here. There you go. Anyhow, um, <sighs> so you, um, what van do you have and what are the modifications that you put in so, there and why? So I have a uh, 1986 Hobie Cat Volkswagen Vanagon. Uh, Vanagon? Yeah, that's the... The, the type wow. Vanagon. And I uh, got a Vanagon again. It came with uh, just three seats and then two seats, just a regular passenger van. And I converted it and I have custom made cabinets, I have a fridge, mm. I have sink, stove. What you're sitting on turns into a bed. Mm. I have my solar panels, I have my battery, I also have an outlet. This seat right here swivels the other way. Um, Pretty much everything you would need for, you know, one person, you know, living environment. and Even a little um, footstool. Even a little footstool. I have a Persian rug. Persian rug. Of <laughs> course, it'd be a Persian rug. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool. You know, I'll do, you know, um, you've been to them, like my pop-up dinner parties. And, yeah, and we stuff just like had that. one. We had two. We, we just had two. two. Yeah. And it's fun, right? You know, one of your guests, uh, I felt bad. Uh, this morning I was thinking about it. And they said, when are we going to see you again? I said, next time Bess throws us the van thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I probably should have, like, exchanged numbers. I was thinking about that this see, that's morning. that's a Burning Man thing to say. <laughs> oh, like, next time. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, the next time we, uh, yeah. you know, there's going to be a Persian thing. And then we'll be there. That's when I'll see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're probably trying to connect with me who was I'm it like oblivious to it the couple oh um carla and um and gabe yeah yeah we're both cool. crazy me and carla oh yeah, yeah for yeah, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure you guys are both crazy um but it's cool you know like i get to have that space and and make that space like what i making in the domes and 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 have a i think it's better mm. i think it, a little bit harder to do, but I think it, I think the reward is better, you know. Because like remember, like we had those dinner parties, and then people's reactions they come in, they're like, "Oh, this is so cool!" Right? Same thing, you know. But we're just in a different environment. It is very cool. I'm glad that you've thrown these couple of you know dinner esque things. Yeah, yeah, you know it. Um, it it really just. I think it's, I think Burning Man, like I said, you know, reset me, recalibrated me. And now I feel very like, I want to like, I want to connect with the people that I currently really know in my life already. I want to connect with them more. Yeah. Like I'm open to meeting new people, but I'm not longing for like, like, like I'm not like sitting in my van wishing like, oh, I wish I knew more people. You know what I mean? If yeah. more people were to come in my life, then sure. But you know, I'll I'll, I'll take them in. But I I don't I, I want to definitely focus this year about building up the connections that I have currently because this is my last year. You see your last year too? No. You have one more year. <laughs> yeah. 
I got six more years. Oh, shit. I'm on my eighth. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Yeah, there's a breadth versus depth thing that sometimes having deeper connections, like, opens up your mind to how deep things can get. Whereas when you're just going for the breadth and you just want to have as many friends as possible, like freshman year, then you don't really realize that you don't have the capacity to have deep relationships with that many people. Maybe it's only maybe there's only like out of a hundred friends, maybe there's only three of them that can really have deep, rich, fulfilling relationships with you because of who they are and whatever. So maybe you just want to invest more in the three. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I that's kinda how I'm gonna be living my life this year. And I mean, we'll see. It, you know, it, it it did uh it was really hard to fucking wash all those dishes. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, the, Burning Man? Uh, the, no, the dinner, the dinner party. Oh, really? Yeah, because I ran out of so, uh, dishwashing soaps. So How use, many dish? You mean for the pots and pans? Well, right? it was just it was you know I had to boil the water, yeah. but then I had to use a bar of soap. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, That's... and so one thing is like it's really fun. It just takes a lot of effort, and I don't know if I'll have that much time and capacity to provide those spaces. Yeah, like you know all the time yeah but well what you could do is do it in a parking lot that's near someone's house so they could just take the pots and pans in and wash the shit bring them back yeah then it won't be really the same though i feel like it won't be the same being in downtown where people are walking or just drive to somebody's house and wash the dishes should do that yeah. yeah we'll see i'm i'm down for more maybe not every week but the, here's the problem if i want to just do this for myself yeah. So I don't even want to have a van dinner party. I just want to do this in myself on the farmer's market. Yeah. And I set it up. People are just going to come. Yeah. How am I going to say no? Right. You know what I mean? You're going to have to do lots of paper plates and stuff like that then. Save yourself the energy of I scrubbing. should tell people to just potluck it. Which is kind of what we did, but yeah. no one fucking wants to cook a meal. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No one would. Maybe even cook in a house and do the dishes in a house and just bring it out to the van to host it to keep it warm and shit like that. That's true, too. So do like a meal prep for the van. There's a lot of ways you could do it to still have the van. Because the van provides an environment, you know? Right. And that, like, similar to the domes, it's a very unique kind of cool, I didn't know it was trendy, but I guess it's trendy, way for people to come together that's... Not just the same old, same old apartment or dorm or fucking whatever. Yeah, it's it's not, I mean, it's just about becoming barely trendy. I mean, it, you know, it's a new thing. So pretty soon, within five years, you know, it's just, I feel like it's going to become part of a normal normal life for some people. Well, people have to, if you look at it economically, something's got to change. The way that people are buying houses and paying rent it's just not sustainable eco- yeah it's yeah. not sustainable there's so many people that fit within the niche where a van would be a much more viable option that the the culture is developing it's not an out there thing especially in silicon valley mm-hmm. you know so yeah hopefully as the culture develops it'll be easier and easier you know people will develop solutions that help everyone out who's involved in van life and it'll be like motorcycles in the sense that like a modern day motorcycle is not that fucking 
piece of shit club club thing that existed 50 years ago that's like broke down all the time. It's like a really clean machine that's been refined over the years so that everything you probably care about is in there. They got like electronics, traction control, ABS braking. There's certain things that are like standard now that really would have been super advanced like 10 years ago. So you can only imagine when the electric bikes really take over how crazy it's going to be. Do they have electric bikes now? Oh, yeah. And they're insane. They're insane. How fucking far can you go with those, man? Well, far, it depends. But that's just a matter matter of battery technology. As that advances... The electric bikes are going to go along with it. Do you think you can go like 2,000 miles? Now? No. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's a real answer. 50 years from now, though. It doesn't matter, though. It doesn't even matter. Because 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. You're going to be able to fucking... If they had a bridge to over the Atlantic, you'd be able to drive to fucking... You know what I mean? (laughs) You put solar in there, put all the new... The thing is... um, all of the technology, it, like when you advance battery technology or when you advance CMOS, te- transistor technology, everything that involves that shit goes up, right? It all benefits from it. All the boats rise with the high tide. So if you involve motorcycles in the electronics world, all the improvements in the electronics world go to motorcycling. Mm. So battery technology is one of the big ones. But obviously there's competition because Tesla already exists. You know what I mean? Tesla has We already have a- cars that are fucking beautiful and battery powered that people want. So 20 years from now, you don't think every car company is going to have some shit that's way more competitive than what we see right now. Obviously, yeah. It, the, it's 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 not a matter of maybe anymore. It's just a matter but of when. Yeah. So once it once it doesn't matter who solves the problem. In engineering, as long as somebody does it, everybody gets to benefit from it eventually. Maybe not in the first five years, but like... You know, eventually everybody figures out how to do it better, and then. Do you see yourself living in a van? I could. I would prefer to have the solution I proposed. (laughs) 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 I'd prefer to just live with women who were willing to host me, and then do my own crazy ideas. But um, yeah, I could. I could definitely see that because one of the things that I like about um, podcasting is um, so so. There's only like two or three things that I think are worth pursuing. One of them is that it's close to TED Talks, but it's that it's not popularity, but it's popularity amongst people that you respect. So popularity amongst a certain niche, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, if I could do something where I, I had the opportunity to connect with people that I really liked, then I, it wouldn't matter to me how many people liked me, right? And... Um, I guess a, a, a modern example of that, an easy one would be Musk, even though maybe not anymore. But but if 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 I could be on an inside circle with certain people where um, we had a mutual respect and we could work together, then um, I wouldn't, I would be willing to sacrifice a lot for that. And one of the big things I think of I spoke to my sister. She's a model. And she um, graduated high school, went to community college a little bit, and just kind of has been networking in L.A. for years. And she's getting to the point where she's producing professional quality stuff on a regular basis. And I said, yeah, I got a job in Sacramento, and I'm, you know, I'm finally going to get two cameras for my 
podcast and my music's better. And she said, why are you going to school? Hmm. And I said, well, you know, I, um, I think it would be good to meet people. <laughs> it would That's be nice. I said, you know, it would be nice if I could get a degree. And she said, yeah, but you have to keep in mind that the time that you're spending there, you might be able to spend just networking. And if the networking is, ends up helping you build a brand, having a brand is way better than having a degree. So you should not just consider it as a plus, you should consider it as a loss too, because you're spending time going to these classes, doing the, listening to these bullshit professors. We got MIT Open Courseware. You can learn electrical engineering online for free. You know what I mean? So why are you listening to people? And I, I was thinking about it, and, um, and yeah, you asked about van life. To me, some of the people that I respect that pursue their dreams, that's one of the big things that they decide, is they say housing and mobility are things that I don't need to be stuck in one place, and I, and I need to be able to get to wherever the fuck I want to get if opportunities are there. And I know several people who have semi-successfully through YouTube, Instagram, whatever, used van life as a way of pursuing their media career because they well, don't. A lot. Yeah, they yeah. don't. All they really need to do is be near people. They don't need to be locked down anywhere, you know. And podcasts are beautiful because really it's just talking to people. You know what I mean? You don't. You really don't need anything. So. Um, if I, when I think about, you know, if I had an opportunity, like uh, I, I just did this mixtape thing with a, a producer here. He's, his name is Carol with, but uh, he's like, as far as I'm concerned, he's like the hip hop. He and his friend uh, Khan are like the hip hop community of Davis, right? Because there aren't that many people who do right. hip hop around here. But he makes beats. He's been making beats for five years. He just emails them to me. Hey, I got something new. I got something new. We go to the studio with him. He like he's an art student. He has his own studio space. He just lives. I mean, he may or may not have lived in the studio space for some time, and you know that was his version of van life. But when I meet these ultra creatives, um, I think like, man, sometimes I feel like I'm wasting money on housing, hmm. and I could be spending it on either traveling to hang out with people that would help me step my game up or uh equipment right now i don't feel that way anymore because i got a really cheap house <laughs> <laughs> you you would love it it's like a dome i'm living in a Can split I come living visit? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i'm living in a split living room with a guy who uh he he was doing a physics degree for two years stopped that went into a a, a dancing slash theater degree and then he stopped going to school he had one more class left and he started working for a startup so like <laughs> everyone's kind of like, you know, an oddball in this house. But um, because it's so cheap, I don't have to worry about like, oh, maybe I'm wasting money. Yeah, on, on the, and now you're working housing. too. And so. I'm working, so my income is more than enough to cover it. So now I could, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to get this degree. But I'm just saying all that to say, for me, when I think about van life, I'm thinking about it in terms of me pursuing something that, where I would benefit far more from being able to move around and having a low cost of living than from being stable in one place, but having the benefits that come with being stable. Be but I'm not there yet. Honestly, 
Mm. I feel like I would be there maybe in a year or two where that would be a serious consideration. But as of right now, I'm just like, you know, I feel like I'm at 80%, maybe 60% of where I could be creatively. So it's not worth it for me to be worried about that. It's more worth it for me to be like, let me be the best student I can be. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just follow your dreams. Yeah. Like, well, the funny thing about me is like, my dream has always originally been boring, right? My dream has always been like intellectual, academic. But because of certain circumstances, I didn't really have that option. And I started developing in a new direction. And now I'm at the point where that new direction is actually what people notice about me more than my original dream. <laughs> like I was hanging out with the the BEA the other day, the black engineers, whatever, right? And they said, man, you're really funny. And I was thinking like, you know, if you were to meet me like four years ago, you would not be saying I'm fucking funny. You know what I mean? But because of the way that things have happened recently, you will notice that before you notice, you know, how much I admire Nikola Tesla. That's mm-hmm. not that's something you would you'd have to know me for a while before you would get there because it never comes up. But I have a deep respect for certain people who are creative in the technical areas in a way that I don't for just like regular creative people, singers. I'm like, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like the Einsteins, the Teslas, the Oppenheimers, there are certain people who, to me, I resonate with. I, I feel like we're of the same tribe. But if you were to meet me, you would, you'd think I'm in the same tribe as like Eddie Murphy. Or something. Where it's like, maybe, you know, but I don't really give a fuck about that stuff. I just, I, I, I spend a lot of time practicing, but I don't really, that's not in my core at all. It just happens to be useful, you know? Right. I, th- I feel like comedy is useful anytime you want to do something socially unacceptable because you can, it's like I said, there's the effect and the side effect. On one hand, you can, tr- what comedians do is they try to be funny and they might be offensive or they might say something that's significant. They might not. But you could also flip it and try to say something that's significant or unacceptable and just make it funny. Like my favorite example is you're very ugly, right? That's completely unacceptable. But there's ways of saying it where even if you're being honest, people will accept oh, it with joy. They'll be like, hey, you know what? This motherfucker's being funny. Now, are they being honest? Maybe, maybe not. But it's funny enough, so I don't even give a fuck. <laughs> we had a, sorry, we have a little, uh, little so problems of doing uh, this in the van. Spilling like, the yeah, beer. Yeah, you spill the beer, but it's okay. Don't cry over spilt beer. All right, rapid fire questions. Burning Man, van life. First thing, Burning Man pussy. What's the, any Burning Man pussy stories? Uh, no Burning Man pussy stories. No. Burning Man, okay, van life pussy stories. I, I know did, you were hitting up the van chick as you go there. <laughs> no, I did, I did have sex in the van uh, a while ago, but I regretted it because it was not the person that I wish was the first person to have sex in the van. Wait a minute. So um, I I don't think I've spoken to you about this before, but someone asked me this, so I'll ask it to you the way they asked me. Do you see sex as a... Um, as a very, like, personal and special thing or a very impersonal, non-special or some combination of the two? I'd say combination of two, but more yeah. leaning side towards, like, a, a personal, special thing. I mean, yeah. 
I I would be down. Yeah, like let's hot chick, whatever. Like we connect. You know, let's have sex. You know, uh, if we well, another thing is how connected is connect. <laughs> when you, you feel know. like you already know someone and you yeah. just met them, that's mm. the connection. You know, yeah. so like if I feel connected, however long that takes, and they feel connected, then yeah, like you know, let's get let's get intimately connected now. Yeah. But um, yeah, that I'd say I don't know. It depends. It depends on the person. Yeah. It depends on the person. Okay, anyhow, so you said this was the wrong person to... Yes, this was the wrong. ...to kind of break your van virginity. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I don't talk to that person anymore. And, uh, you know, since then, you know, I've hooked up, uh, you know, uh, not having sex, but, you know, um, you know, <laughs> the van has been used for love uh, <laughs> without sex. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fair. And, uh, you know, ever since... Oh, well, that's just a Burning Man thing, look. <laughs> that's a davis thing too though yeah it's also a safety hazard yeah. <laughs> the person doesn't yeah. have a seatbelt or anything yeah um but yeah i i i guess i i hope to you know have more sex in this van <laughs> and you don't have to right this i don't is have one of the to but it's not you need like, to be getting more pussy i remember yeah. people would tell this girl actually told me that in middle school no it was in early high school she said you know uh, I want to hang out with you after you, you start getting pussy because I think it'll be a better experience. shit on you, I was huh? like, wow, all right. Fuck this yeah, bitch. But I'm, she was actually, you know, a, a yeah. pretty decent friend, so. And she was right. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like, sex is not a necessity thing. Like, I want to be able to be friends with someone yeah. and like get to know them and then, you know, have sex with them. I think that would be much a better experience, you know. Do you ever get that feeling when, uh, well, has it ever happened to you that someone has, uh, maybe it did with this person in the van, but someone has rushed you into a sexual experience and then you felt like, you know, like that classic don't be a bitch feeling like ugh, i don't really want to but i don't want to be a bitch so I'll just... that's what happened with this person it's like <laughs> it's like, weird i just literally like have... the story is like you're supposed to want this thing yes but then sometimes in the moment you're like there's something weird but i don't want to be the guy who says you know no i don't want to go for it because then i don't want to be the bitch so uh... well now so i've had also experience <laughs> of having a girl in the van and like you know, them wanting to be intimate with me, but I don't want to be intimate yet. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, so like I've the had the one with the hands. <laughs> oh shit! The bear claws. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let's just hope that uh, we just edge part of that out right there. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens this far. Yeah, Nobody fuck listens it, dude. This yeah, far. so yeah, so the van chick. Um, oh, I was mean, <laughs> but I said it first, right? That's how you know. Um, so nobody knows what we're talking about. You do realize true. that. Oh, bear claws, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like she was really down, right? Yeah. But so, like, I guess like here's the thing: like, I thought everything was gonna be like I thought by now we've already would have had sex, but this this girl and I for some reason I'm meeting girls like this lately is that well they'll say one thing 
and then you'll think everything's chill, but then they'll act completely different when you leave, and you can't find out what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I can't, it's like I can't read them. Yeah. So I, I don't know what their intentions are. Right. And they're just getting shit convoluted in their head. Mm. And it's like, dude, you're, I'm just me being me. Yeah. You know, you, whatever things that you're thinking in your mind are all on you. Yeah. You know, I've already told you how I felt, like, kind of, so. Well, that crazy shit turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully I never meet this person. But, uh, yeah, I, I asked because um, I had some experience recently with the Tinderoni. And I thought that this is a very, this is something that Bez would appreciate. Because it's not, it's nothing brag worthy, but it was a good experience. And it was like, it was soft enough to where I would fit within that, like, oh, you're being a bitch box. But then also, it's beautiful. <laughs> so anyhow, I meet this person and uh, off of some app that nobody knows about. And um, I said, they said, you know, let's meet up. We had uh, a couple of drinks. This was the, the, the day, actually, that uh, that white dude was hanging out. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. How'd that By go? the way, I actually, um, I actually changed my uh, profile now because of I met him. I said, I'm the creep. I'm the second yeah, creepiest second guy in Davis Kinder, because yeah. this guy is actually the creepiest guy in he Davis. Little, and it's funny that he, his ex-girlfriend <laughs> was Emma. I know. That's <laughs> insane. Uh, that's insane. But anyhow, anyhow. See, now you're revealing things. You should have changed the Oh, name. shit. Anyhow, so... Um, I meet up with this person. They're great, you know. Uh, meet up with them again. And the second time, things get a little hot, right? And uh, I'm like, you know, what's good, you know? But you you want to, like, go to the spot or fuck. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, you know, I'm going to do the socially acceptable thing and not fuck you. I said, all right, that's fine, you know. I'm a dummy. I'm used to you know, this level of <laughs> not being validated as a man. So I'll just go home. So I'm going in my bike. I start, you know, unlocking my bike. And, she, you know, she's, like, reaching for my junk and shit. And I'm like, all right, so do you want to go to the <laughs> you want to go to the crib or not? I mean, this is the last chance. She, like, drags out a make-out session. So anyhow, I'm getting a strong signal from this person. Yeah. But we don't have sex. I don't hear from them for a while, right? And I'm trying to set things up. They're getting knocked down, you know, got to go to Europe, you know, <laughs> shit like that. And uh, I get one of the most beautiful, like, communications ever, which is wow. that they're like, hey, you know, I want to see you immediately. Like, where are you, right? <laughs> so they were in downtown. I met up with them, and they were like, hey, um, this is going to sound weird, but I just want to make out. Now, I thought, like, now, high school version of me, maybe middle school version of me, would have been very upset at this because I would have thought, what the fuck, you were grabbing my dick a minute ago. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm ready. I'm a grown-ass man. What's good? But then uh, I realized, like, you know what's dope about this is that you're very conscious of exactly what you're looking for, and I, don't, I, don't, I, can, I can decide to agree or disagree with this, and that's cool. Like, you know what I mean? And to me, that is the highest level of any kind of interaction. When it comes to like, oh, you're being a bitch. Oh, this, that, hyper-masculine, this. Like, at the end of the day, I like that I, I like liking people. Like, it, it's cool right. if I actually like you. That is like, 
that's super cool. But it's also like the icing on the cake isn't even the act. It's just clarity. It's just and it sounds being like direct. Yeah. being direct and it's that's the clarity. Exactly. And it, that, that seems like something that was missing from Bear Claw. Yeah. It's it, like exactly. there's too much confusion, like, except at the beginning when they wanted to fuck, but then there was no connection. Exactly. Yeah. And so that, and, and that's, I think, the thing that I try to look for when I'm, when I'm with trying, you know, with girls and I'm trying to see are they being clear and direct with me or do they have, other intentions that are not they're not bringing a parent and they're like lacking communication and that's the thing that i realized that turns me off is like when they're not like i don't care anymore i don't want to put any effort why would i put in hey oh we got some guests over here (laughs) (laughs) hey what's up we got some guests over here how's it going hey how's it going what's up man welcome 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 just uh can you guys uh say a little uh, say anything How's it going, you guys? Happy summer. Hope all is well. Tell, tell, tell who you are and what are you guys doing? My name is The Beach, as I'm known, all around town. What we're doing, we're just getting back from the Bay. Uh, yeah, just coming to check out the van, coming out to see Bez and the buddies. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah, here, go pass the microphone. Here, Sean here, yeah. What's going on? This is Sean. <laughs> if you sat here, you'd be like, Peace yeah. out. There's a dime right What's here. What's going on, everyone? Hello, hello. <laughs> About to grab some food. Is this the the Daily Talk show? Uh, it's the After Burning Man show right now. Oh. But we were going over sex stories because I haven't seen him in a while. Nice. Yeah. So um, should we should we ask should we ask them the most important question of the sure, day? We can ask them. Yeah. Uh, wait 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 wait. Uh, oh. Okay. Wait 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 wait. <laughs> you have one? Do you have one? Yeah. Okay. That means it is time for we're gonna wrap this whole thing up. All right. It is time for the most important question in the universe. And you know the format. It's blank The blank. most important right. okay. question so are you ready? in the universe. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Like spaghetti. Okay. So the most important question. Space or time? Space or time? Yeah. Interesting question. I would say time. Something you never get back. Hmm. Cool, cool, Simple cool. as that. And, and your answer? It's a good answer. Hard. I, I thought if I had to give space, I'd say with all the time, you may not make it into space. Oh, wow. So yeah. you're right. I'd say I'd go with space. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I'd go with time, too. I'm obsessed with time. Yeah. You never have enough of it. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's right. Congratulations. All right, thank you.